Today we're going to go to John chapter 5. Starting at verse 1. I'm going to read 1 through 4, then we'll get back into the scripture again. It says, After this there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Say, Jesus went. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool. Everybody shout out, there's a pool. I can tell you right now, those who were able to come and work on the property the last two days, my Lord, I wish we would have had a pool. 90-some degrees, the heat index was over 100 on Friday. And um, thank you uh, to those who showed up and were able to be there and work. And you did a phenomenal job. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. But by the sheep gate, there was a pool, which is called in Hebrew, Bethesda, having five porches. Somebody just shout out and say, it had five porches. You'll understand that here in a little bit. Verse 3, and in, in these lay a great multitude of sick people. So in the porches lay great multitudes of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first, the first one to get there, whoever stepped in after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease they had. It was the first one to show up. It was the one who was willing not to give up, knowing that it was coming. Once a year, it would happen. Once a year. And it was that one individual that wanted it just a little bit more, that was tired of living the way they were living, that said, I just got to keep going. I got to get a little closer. Because I understand that not everybody, now you, you see the blind, they could have just slowly made their way to find the water and get really close and stand right on the edge. But there were some that were not able just to simply get up and walk to the edge of the water, hoping and praying they'd be the first one to get their big toe in the water and get healing. But there was a lot of those who had no choice but to crawl and to pull themselves along through the crowd to try to position themselves, maybe just to roll over just in time into the water. Today I want to speak to you just for a moment with this thought, and I say just for a moment, I don't have a lot of notes, and I, I honestly will tell you, I'm not coming to you today with a sermon, but I'm coming to you today with a word from God for this church, for individuals in this building right now. And the Lord told me to bring this sermon to you today. Don't stop crawling. The pool is still open. Don't stop crawling today. I wonder if there's anybody in this room that you'd be really honest right now with me and you would say, Pastor, the last two years have been hard. 
I've went through some things. I've, I've faced some things over the last few months or I've really been dealing with some stuff right now and I honestly, I'm just suffering a little bit. I feel like the lame man that, or maybe I feel like I'm one of the blind that I just don't really see where I'm going. I feel a little lost right now. I don't know what's going on in my life. Is there anybody in this place that you would just slip a hand up and be honest and say, Pastor, I'm there. That's me. That's where I'm at today. I'm not quite sure what's going on, but I know anybody else do you raise your hand and say but pastor I'm desperate for a pool experience I want to be that one to step in I want to tell somebody today good news good news the pool is open to everybody not just one, but every person's hands raised right now in this place. God is wanting to minister to you today because the pool is open. Don't stop crawling to the pool because your answer is here today. Your answer is here today. We were seeing it just a minute ago. The Lord is here. The Lord is here. He will take care of your need today in this place. I want you to put your Bibles down. I want you to lift your hands. And I want you to pray this prayer. God, I commit, God, to, to make my way to an altar today, Lord. God, I know that you're here. God, and I'm going to make my way, God, to that pool where you are at, Lord. God, and today, Lord, I'm going to leave different. Your word's going to challenge me today. God, your word, God, is going to change me today. Your word's going to convict me today. And I open myself up to your word, God. Do what you have to do, God. But speak to me today, God. Let healing flow in this place today. Day. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Look at your neighbor and say, Don't stop crawling. The pool is open. You may be seated. I think if we be honest in this place today, that we, we've all dealt with some sickness over the last couple of years, we really have gone through some things and, and a lot of physical sickness. But I, 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 would, I was thankful today you're honest to lift your hands. And, and really, I didn't ask if anybody was physically sick today. But what you were dealing with is there's a lot of spiritual sickness going on. There's a lot of emotional sickness going on right now. And there's a lot of things we'll get into here in just a moment that the Lord began to reveal to me this morning. And I wanted to share this, just this story right here alone. This story alone spoke so much to me that I, I truly do believe that you got to understand that the, the, the lame man never made it into the pool. But yet he walked away whole. He walked away whole. Why? Because he had an experience with Jesus. So I want us to jump back to, to verse 1 here in John 5. And it says, after this there was a feast of the Jews. And Jesus went up to Jerusalem. And now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool. Now, in, in Hebrew it's called Bethesda. And this actually, if you do this, the study on this, it actually was really it was two large pools in the center of the city. And the reason that they had this, it was like a reservoir that they would keep the water in because you did not just simply, you could not walk to the faucet and kick water on back then. They didn't have the comforts that we had. But they would put trenches into, they would run water to the center, and this is where they would hold the water. 
It, it, was, it was a place where, where people could get in every day. They would not get a healing every day, but there was a place that they could go in, and it was a place that they could cool down when the heat of the sun would hit them so hard, like we were the last couple of days, to understand that that was about every day for them, what they had. And these are people that are dealing with sickness and disease, and they, they couldn't escape so quick. Uh, over the last couple of days, we got a, we got a little uh, pop-up tent, and we set it up, and, and every once in a while, we would take a break and go sit underneath that and get a little bit of shade, and, and I, I, I even went... Uh, I even went a little southeast Ohio. They were pretty proud of me. And I hooked up an extension cord to my truck, and I bought a, brought a box fan down. <laughs> Brother Bob said he's pretty proud of me. It's, it's sinking in. Brother Ron, it's, it's, I'm, I'm getting it. I thought, hey, we can do this. We can survive this. It's, it's going to be all right. You see, they, they didn't have those comforts, though, that they were sitting there, some of them with open sores, that they were just miserable, and they were just trying to get through life, and they were in baking in the sun, and, uh, and, and they had this little bit of a refresher if they could just get themselves to the pool, uh, they, 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 and they even thought, maybe, maybe, just maybe, if I time it right, I might roll in just as the angel's coming, and I might get my healing, but if not, at least I can get a little bit of relief. It can be a little bit of relief for me. And, and, and there's those times that, that in our life that we just sometimes, church is just that little bit of relief for me. It's just a little bit of relief. But the problem is, is that if you don't fully submerge yourself in the pool, you're going to leave with the partial healing. I don't want a partial healing. I don't want just to get just a little comfortable. Because you know what? When we left that tent the last couple of days and went right back out in the sun, it was amazing how quick it would heat back up and the sweat started rolling. It would take about five minutes and you were miserable again. Everything soaked. Some of you, my brother Ron and I, if you sweat like us, pants, socks, shoes, well, you're a sweater too. And I look over some of y'all, and I got one little thing coming down your forehead, and you're like this. I'm like, oh, isn't that precious? They broke a sweat. I'm like, how? How do you do that? I've always been this way. I was at church camp one time. We came in third base playing softball, and I stood up on third base ready to go home, and the nurse said, time out. She walked out. She said, what is wrong with you? I said, What? She said, are you sick? You're going to pass out? And I said, no, why? She said, you got sweat dripping off the bottom of your pants. I said, yes. She said, that's not normal. I said, oh, yes, it is. For me, it is. She said, no, that's not normal. I said, well, I'm fine. That's just how I am. But I'll tell you, there's something about finding that relief. It does feel pretty good. But one of the greatest things about that pool, that not only was it a place to find relief, but you got to understand that pool or those pools were a source of life. Without the water, I don't care who you are. From the king down to the cripple, you needed that source flowing in your city and in your body. 
you had to have some kind of source flowing in your life. And that's why it's so important that I said it earlier, and we'll talk about it a little more, but I said in the very beginning here in verse 1, it says, and Jesus went up. Because when the source of life, okay, look at it this way. When Jesus showed up to the pool that day, the pool showed up to the pool. The source of life showed up to the source of life. The one who brings comfort when everything gets a little hot and sicky and sweaty and you don't know what you're going to do to get relief, the pool shows up and says, come on, you can bathe right here. You can dip down right here and I'll take care of all your problems. I'll cool you down. I'll cool down the situations in life. I know hell's getting a little hot on you, but if you step into the pool, I'll cool you down. It's that river that never runs dry. It's that stream that never dries up on you. Jesus showed up. That here it is that, that at the pool and you've got the sick and you've got the lame. And it says here that, that, that they have five porches. Five porches. That's a lot of porches. I'm guessing this is a good-sized pool. Five porches. Anybody got a porch on your house? Anybody got five porches on your house? That's a lot. You got five porches? My goodness, I could use your house as an example for this today. You got a lot of porches, Sister Misty. That's a lot of cleaning porches right there. Five porches. But I'm guessing you don't have a bunch of lame people laying on your porches. Well, hallelujah, you're blessed. These five porches were full of sick and diseased people. And studies will show that they would categorize the sick. So they would take in one porch and they'd put the blind over here and say, you got to stay together over here. And they would take the crippled, the lame, and say, you've got to stay over here. Stay together. And then they would come over here and they'd say, listen, we got the lepers over here. And, and you, you cannot go anywhere near anybody else. You've got to stay on your porch. Don't you go anywhere. You got to stay right there. And then they would come over here and they would say, those who are deaf, well, okay, you've got to stick together. Don't you, don't you go near the lepers. Don't, don't, don't be messing with the blind. But you stay right there until the time comes where the water starts to be. Or don't, 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 be, don't be moving. I want you to stay right there where you're at. And they would separate them into the categories. And, uh, and they would say, you've got to stay right there with your own group. And see, the, the danger in this, here's what I want to talk about for a second, is I'm talking about the, that some of us, when we raised our hands and we were honest in this place, that you're dealing with some spiritually, just spiritually bad junk. You're, you're dealing with some spiritual diseases. There are some things that you've been faced with over the last couple of years or even just the last couple of months or maybe the last couple of days that you're trying to get yourself through and you're trying to deal deal with and, uh, and, and you're trying, you're struggling, saying, how, how can I get through this? How can I get myself down to that water? What do I have to do to get there? Because it would be really easy, I tell you. It, it would be nice. It would be nice if I could just, uh, just kind of start waking my way down and get really close and uh, hope that I could just jump in just right in time. But the problem is sometimes is when we have a, a problem, a spiritual issue, 
issue that we're dealing with uh, or an emotional issue that we're dealing with, uh, a lot of times uh, the old saying comes into play uh, that birds of a feather. You need to be careful who you're reaching out to where you're dealing with an issue. You need somebody that's going to encourage you and not somebody that's going to tell you. Somebody that's going to put you in your place. Someone that's going to spout off to you or someone's just going to tell you, I just keep on living. It's going to be all right. You'll get it next year. It's all right. You'll get it next time. Or someone that tells you, oh, you know what? You don't feel like coming to church on Sunday. It's okay. Pastor's going to understand. It's okay. Yeah, pastor might understand, but don't worry about that. Does God understand? But I'm telling you, you need to, you need to find somebody who's going to encourage you and say, listen, I know it's tough. I know it's a bit of a struggle. I know that it's kind of hard. But the best thing you can do in those moments, Brother James, if I know you're struggling with something and I know you're dealing with something, the best thing I can do and the best thing you can do is to reach out to an encourager that says, listen, let me take you by the hand, brother. Let me let me walk you up to the pool. I'll walk to the altar with you. Let's go to church together. It's going to be okay. Let's step in the water. Let's step in the water. Let's step in the pool where he is. I'm telling you, you need to find somebody that is not dealing with what you're dealing with so they can encourage you out of it. Thank you, sir. That's the problem sometimes. Sometimes we, we don't, we don't want to get a word. Sometimes we don't want to get out of our problem. Sometimes, Brother Tim, sometimes we'd be better off if someone just came over and said, oh, it's going to be okay. Oh, let me just love on you just for a moment. It's going to be all right. I've been there. It's horrible. Oh, yeah. It's only going to get worse. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's going to fall apart soon. Yeah, I've been there. It's just horrible. You know, where, where's the Lord at in this? I asked, you know, where's God in this? Pastor didn't call you yet? Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't call me either. I mean, I didn't tell him what I was facing, but he didn't call me. I thought he could just read in mine or something. Yeah. And when you leave that conversation... It was already bad enough for him because he's dealing with stuff. But when he leaves that conversation, he leaves even more lame. He went from maybe just being a little spiritual blind because he's dealing with some stuff, and now he's finding himself having a hard time walking. He's feeling like spiritually he's kind of his legs are coming out from underneath him, and he's not quite sure he's going to be able to make it to the next service. Because somebody just made it go from bad to worse. You need to have a visionary in your life that will speak to you and say, you know what? Yeah, I've been there. Oh, but God pulled me through. I've been there. But all you should have heard that word. Were you at church last Sunday? Pastor, preach a word. You know, go listen to the podcast. You, you need to, I'll tell you what you need. Every, I, I shouldn't do that. I'm not going to do that to her, but I probably should. You, what you need is you need Sister Brooks' phone number. Because I promise you right now, no negativity is going to come out of that mouth. 
but she's going to give you an encouraging word from God, and she's going to tell you everything's going to be okay because I've been through it. I've been up the mountain. I've been through the valley. I've been my hard times. I've been through good times, but God has always been faithful, and no matter what, she never stopped crawling. She kept making her way, kept going another day. Got to keep making it because if I can get to the pool, God's going to fix everything for me. It's going to be okay. You need somebody to encourage you in this moment you're in right now. Come on, you need an encourager to speak into your life. God can do it. So you got two pools, five porches, and a lot of sick people. Separated by disease and no encouragement coming from each other because they kept comparing their sickness I've got this one leopard's like look I got one big old sore right down here and the other one's like oh really I'm missing three fingers what do you think about that and then you got a brother over here who says really I can't even stand up because my big toes are gone I fall over have no balance See, sometimes if we're not careful, instead of encouraging each other, we compete against each other. For who's in the worst situation? And when we do that, all we're doing is we're just building the head of the devil up because we keep giving him credit. Instead of saying, oh, look what God did for me. God healed me this. But no, instead we say, oh, wait, look what the devil did. Oh, yeah, he did that to you. Well, he did more to me. And you leave discouraged. Well, you got you to gotta get in the pool. Get in the pool with somebody. It's going to be okay. Verse 3 says, in these lay a great multitude of sick people. They were laying. My Lord. Multitude of sick people. Laying. From what I've seen, which I don't know. I've only seen it on the media which I won't even go there. But according to the media, this sounds like the streets of San Francisco right now. It sounds like the large cities. It sounds like almost kind of our nation. There was a multitude of sick people. I've seen the, the videos of just block after block of sick people lined up against the street, homeless can you just imagine, picture that, five large porches with sick people just laying, laying there, just lame. Can't really do anything, no help. It says they were blind and lame and paralyzed and waiting for a move of the water. They were just waiting, just for a, just, just a little move of the water, just a little bit. Just, I can't show you because it's a black cup, but I just really want to drink. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Colton. That's his ministry every Sunday morning. He makes sure that whoever's preaching has water in that cup, and I'm very thankful for that. And he did a great job on the praise team this morning. So they're just waiting for a move of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. 
And then whoever stepped in first after the stir in the water was made well of whatever disease they had. So he did not, he, the Lord did not categorize like man did. He said, whoever gets here first, whoever is hungry enough and desperate more than the rest will get it. When you think about the story of the woman with the issue of blood, he was surrounded. It says he was being thronged by people. That means that they were every side. He was being pushed, and they were rubbing shoulders with Jesus. And a lot of them felt good because they were just rubbing shoulders with Jesus, but they didn't really care about Jesus. They were just worried about their, their self-image more than anything. I'm rubbing shoulders with Jesus. And you got one desperate woman who on her knees crawls over and touches the hem. How do you say that? He cuts the hem of his garment. She was positioned down here to touch the hem of his garment. She was desperate to crawl to where the pool was walking by. One person desperate enough in the midst of a crowd. So one individual would see this, and it says that the angel came down once a year. And now, verse 5, now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. 38 years. Almost as long as I've been alive. 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been in that condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? Do you want to be made well? Now I wonder what would have happened if he would have had an attitude and said, man, I don't know who you are, but I've been this way for 38 years. What kind of question is that? You think I want to be like this? He could have responded that way, but he didn't. He said, do you want to be made well? And the sick man answered him and said, sir, listen to the heart of this right here. Listen, because you're going to compare yourself to this man here in a moment. He said, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I'm coming, another steps down before me. While I'm trying to get in the pool, somebody else beats me. You see, sir, I'm crippled and I can't walk. But they can walk and I have no one to help me into the water. Everybody beats me every time. And for 38 years, I've been trying to get into the water. I've been trying but they step over me. They step right over me. They step right over me. 
I'm telling you, there's people in this room today, you've been praying for an answer, you've been praying for a miracle, and you've been watching people. You've been watching your brothers and sisters in the church, and they've been getting miracle after miracle, and you feel like a lot of times people are just stepping right over you, not paying attention to what you're going through, and they're making their way to the pool, and they come to the altar, and they get their breakthrough. They come to an altar, they get their miracle, but here you are, you say, I don't know what it is. I've tried for 38 years and nothing yet. God, they just keep stepping over me. They keep stepping over me. I'm telling you this morning, keep crawling to the pool. Keep coming to the pool because Jesus is about to show up into your situation. Keep crawling. Keep coming. Keep coming. Jesus says to him, he said, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. And that day was the Sabbath. And he answered them. And the Jews therefore said to him, who was cured. It is the Sabbath. It is not lawful for you to carry your bed. And he answered them, he who made me well said to me, take up my bed and walk. And then they asked him, who is the man who said to you, take up your bed and walk? But the one who was healed did not know who it was. He didn't even know it was Jesus. For Jesus had withdrawn and a multitude being in that place, he couldn't find him. But afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, see, you have been made well. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. And the man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him whole. He had been dealing with an infirmity for 38 years. And Jesus decides to come to Jerusalem. It might not be for 38 years, but I'm telling you right now, I want to share something with you. The Lord spoke to me this morning. If you remember about two years ago when we started coming back and having prayer meetings, the Lord spoke very clearly to me on the platform when I was up here praying. And he said, there's a spirit of confusion a spirit of infirmity and a spirit of division that is being released right now in the world. I did not tell anybody that. I kept it to myself and continued to pray. And as I began to walk over this way, Brother Kidwell walked up to me. And right here, he said, Pastor, the Lord just spoke something to me. He said that we are dealing in the world right now with the spirit of confusion and the spirit of infirmity and the spirit of division has been released in this world. And I said, the Lord just spoke the same thing to me. And it was confirmation to me that the spirits that have been released in the world were trying to make their way into the church. And, and I, I begin to think this thing. That I, I begin to, to pray about this. And this morning, the Lord showed me something that I had not really seen. Because I thought, yes, we have sickness. We've dealt with sickness. And even some of our loved ones that were in this place got sick with COVID. And it was horrible. And it was not a great time. I'm telling you, it was not a great time for anybody. I, I would not want to do it over again. But it was one of those things I thought was just a spirit. There was a spiritual attack attached to it in the background the world might not agree with me but I don't really care what the world has to say 
I'm telling you right now what the Lord has spoken to the church and many prophets have spoken it over the church and conferences that there is a spirit attached to what is going on right now in the world. There is a battle taking place in the spiritual realm that a lot of people don't even see because they choose not to. But I'm telling you right now, there is a spiritual battle going on. But I'm thankful to tell you that my God and your God has always been victorious in those types of battles. But the Lord showed me this morning that spirit of infirmity came back to my mind. And I began to think about it. And I said, okay, Lord, what is it that you're trying to show me? He said, COVID was the physical infirmity or sickness. I said, okay, I agree. You showed me that a couple years ago. COVID was an infirmity. It was a sickness. It was a disease that was released into the world. We're dealing with it. He said, yes. He said, but it was the physical infirmity that opened the door to the spiritual sickness in the church. And the Lord showed me as well. He said, what you've dealt with has affected the world. COVID affected everything. Everything's changed. Everything's changed. I'm not just talking about gas prices. I'm not just talking about the price of uh, any material you would try to buy. It doesn't matter where you go. Everything, the prices are going up. Everything's changing. And, and, and it's, it's, it's crazy. It, it's crazy that everyone will stamp COVID on it. Uh, and I know you say, Pastor, we're two years almost removed from this. We're talking about this now because I'm telling you, it's changed everything for us. Even for the church, it's changed. It's changed the church. It's changed the people of the church. Whether you want to admit it or not, it's changed you. It's affected you. Took my boys to a baseball game, like I did many times as a kid. And I told them, I said, boys, go down and get you, go get you some autographs from those players. And the players said, hey, I'm sorry, man. We, do you have a ticket? Do you have your ticket? He said, for what? And he said, um, you need a ticket to get autographs. For what? Uh, COVID. I'm I'm sorry. I, I thought what? The 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 ticket is it like a is it how big is this ticket? Is it like a giant piece of plexiglass? Like what are we talking about? I'm really confused right now. But I said it just to make the point that it's changed everyone's mindset. People are scared of anything and everything anymore. They prefer to live in like a place like this and never come out. It, it, it changed how we operate. It, it changed everything. And, and, and in the physical realm, we can look around the world we're living in the physical. It changed a lot of things, and it affected how we live life. But the Lord showed me this morning. He said it affected the physical. He said, but it infected the spiritual. And we're still dealing with it today. The infection of what we've been through 
emotionally, it's messed with a lot of people. People are in the sound of my voice right now. You have been through it. There are people in the sound of my voice this morning. You have even considered taking your life because you thought it would be better and easier to do that. But I'm telling you right now, God is saying the infection is only temporary. He said, but I have what you need. If you'll just dip in the pool, if you'll get to the pool, I will heal up every infection that the church has been under every sickness and disease every battle against your mind every attack against your spirit I will heal it all and my church will be okay if you believe that put your hands together and give God praise for it the church will be okay if we get to the pool you just gotta get to the pool what you've done, I'm almost done. What you've dealt with over the past two years, it has crippled you spiritually. I'm talking to somebody right now. I'm talking to somebody right now. I'm talking to myself right now. It was crippling what it did to the church. Closed down for two months. It was tough. I've talked to so many pastors. They said that a lot of people never even came back. It crippled them so much they walked away from God because they couldn't come in and sit in a pew for a couple months. It crippled people. It crippled people in this church. Spiritually, it began to cripple them. It didn't only affect, I just told you, but it began to infect people. And because of that, today there are people that are under the sound of my voice or maybe that are homesick right now, that you're finding yourself struggling to even get yourself to the pool anymore. That you, The fire that you once had is hardly flickering anymore inside of you. That your passion for ministry isn't what it used to be. Your passion for souls is a struggle anymore. You've gotten so comfortable on the porch of complacency that you don't even want to get up and go to church. That it's a fight. And spiritually, the life has been sucked out of you and sucked out of the church. Come on, you know I'm talking to you this morning. I'm talking to me too. But I have a word this morning. I'm telling you, I know it's hard. I know it's tough. I know that you're saying, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know how I'm going to make it. I don't know how I'm going to get there uh, because I'm struggling so much. Uh, let me tell you something. I know this is where you're you're, you're, you're in this position. Uh, and you say, I don't even want to walk anymore, Pastor. I don't even want to walk anymore. Uh, Pastor, I don't feel like serving in ministry. I don't feel like volunteering for the church. My energy's gone, Pastor. The last two years has wiped me out. I don't think I have enough to go anymore. My kids are fighting me to get up and go to church. I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I have the energy to keep going on. The infection has set in, and I don't know if I can make it. I don't know if I could do it. I don't know, because someone else is going to come and get that miracle that I've been praying for. I don't know if I can make it. I don't know if I can get there. I don't know if I can do it. I don't know. My fire's gone, Pastor. My fire's gone. I don't have a passion for souls anymore. I don't, I don't really care about reaching the lost anymore because it's been sucked out of me. I don't know what to do, Pastor. I don't know what to do. I'm telling you this morning, if you're positioned like this and you feel like your spiritual legs are dead, why don't you just drag yourself? Say, I gotta get there. I'm gonna get there. I gotta get to the pool. I don't care what it takes. I don't care if I have a man to help me. I'm gonna drag myself to the pool. I'm gonna drag myself to the altar. I'm gonna get there because my life and my eternity depends 
hands on it. I wish somebody this morning, I wish somebody this morning would get up. Come on. I wish somebody would walk to an altar this morning and say, Pastor, that's how I feel. Come on. If you can walk, then walk to an altar this morning. If you have to crawl, then crawl to an altar this morning because God is wanting to heal somebody spiritually. God's wanting to heal somebody mentally. God's wanting to heal somebody emotionally this morning. Jesus is here. Jesus has showed up. He is here and he's wanting to heal somebody of what you've been dealing with. Come on. It's a battle in your mind. Come on. You've been dealing with that. The fire is almost out. But he said, I'll rekindle the fire today. I'll rekindle your fire today. Come on. Just dip. You might be infected, but just dip yourself in the water. Get to the pool because the pool is where it is. Come on, mama. I know you've been dealing with some stuff. Come on. I know. I know there's some in this place. You've been dealing with stuff with your spouse. Come on. You've been struggling with them. I'm telling you right now, the best thing for your marriage is to dip yourself in the pool. Come on. Get yourself in the pool today. Jesus is here. Jesus is here. He's wanting to minister to you. Oh, he's asking today. He's asking today, do you want to be made whole? Do you want to be made whole today? Come on, somebody cry out to him. Somebody cry out to him this morning. Do you want to be made whole? Do you want to be made whole? Crawl. Keep crawling. The pool is open today. Keep crawling, though it hurts, because the pool is open today. Keep crawling, though it's a struggle. Keep crawling, because the pool is open for everybody today. Come on. You're not separated into categories. It doesn't matter what your sickness is. It doesn't matter what your struggle is. God's wanting to heal somebody spiritually today. It doesn't matter how far you've walked away. It doesn't matter what your struggles have been. God is wanting to make you whole today. God's wanting to heal you today. Come on, you've been struggling with your desires. You've been struggling with your passion for Him and for church. And your walk with God's been struggling. You've been struggling to pray. You've been struggling to read His Word and to let God speak to you. You've been struggling to get in your prayer closet. But today, God's saying, I want to make you whole. I want to relight the fire inside of you. If you'll just crawl, just keep crawling because the pool is about to show up. The pool is here today and I'm going to restore you and I'm going to refresh you today. In the name of Jesus. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Oh, somebody crawl to the pool today. Let God heal you. Heal your mind. Heal your emotions. Let God heal you today. Let God speak those words into you. It's going to be okay. Come on. I'm telling you, Mr. Pastor, it's going to be okay. It's going to be all right because the pool is here. The pool is here. You've made it to the pool. It's going to be all right. It's going to be okay.